to still be on the field of play. Charlison, Kulizewski on the turn. Emerson Royals in and he tests Kepa and Fernandez gets it away. Skip, shoots, great strike! Welcome to Coys in the Hood, Season 1, Episode 26. I'm Mark, and I'm here with Rav and Bones. We'll be covering Chelsea. It was a great win. Very satisfying one, that one, to stick it up them slags from Stamford Bridge. We'll be talking about the manager of month stuff with Stellini. That's a bit weird, considering the only, the only game that Conte's been in charge of is the Leicester game, but he's got manager of the month nomination. A bit strange, but we'll get to that. Uh, Bentacore. As well, it looks like he might be out for about 18 months, apparently, according to some doctor come out and said the other day. And yeah, there's some talk of go-karting going on underneath the stadium. I'm not really sure what that's about, but I'm sure we'll cover it. I'm sure Rev knows all about that. Um, so yeah, Chelsea, mm-hmm. man, we done them. We fucking stuck it off them. What's happening? Rev, man. Where did you watch it? In, Comfortable, uh, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. It was a piece of piss, really. To be fair, they're shit. To be fair, don't they? They're, they're rubbish this season. But yeah. Rav, what, what did you think awful. about that one? Yeah, uh, yeah, mate. I was pretty confident last week, and I thought if we somehow lost to them, it would have been ridiculous, uh, and that would have been Spursy because we all saw how bad they are. Like, I think there's <laughs> a reason, like, like a lot of clubs like Newcastle, City, when they got taken over, didn't buy as many players as they have, as Chelsea have in one go. And that's because it never really works. And again, Chelsea just looked like they, there were loads of players that just didn't know how each other played. And as soon as Thiago Silva went off, I never felt like we weren't going to beat them. I really was that confident. And yeah, it's just good to see them shit and suffering because I think they've had quite an easy ride the last 20 years. Um, and it's just, Fucking good to stick it, stick the knife in uh, a bit deeper. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, as I said, it was very, very satisfying. It was a good atmosphere at the lane. It was a bit flat to begin with, to be fair. Um, but it was. It, it. It weren't really. Chelsea weren't as boisterous as as you'd you'd think they would have been. Do you know what I mean? But I guess with their current form, you can imagine maybe the majority of the their usual kind of mob stayed at home you know the, the people that normally bring the bring the ruckus and the noise for the away support there 
But yeah, it was a bit flat from Chelsea. But you know, as as the game wore on and there was a few bits and pieces and some some shit were going on in the first half. The, the 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 home fans started warming up a bit, which was good. The atmosphere got picked up quite a bit towards the end of the, the first half. Um, but Bonesy, what was your uh, what's your feelings about the game? Yeah, it was a it was a it was a good performance. Um, yeah, I think all the players. Solid all-round team performance. Um, no frills. I think it was. I think you could say it was. It was. It was a pretty even game. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. In the end, we run away deservedly two 0 winners. Um, but yeah, I think it was pretty pretty solid. I don't think. Um, just get yeah. Just winning against so against them is enough considering our recent form especially the new stadium um, so yeah no, I enjoyed it um, yeah I think there's lots of positives to take out of the game lots. yeah just, just before we go on go on to um, individual performances and uh, and whatnot because obviously there's a well there's a fair few notable mentions in this in this uh, match this is probably the worst Chelsea team I, I can remember since the Abramovich era started. I don't remember. I don't ever remember them being this bad. Even that season that Conte got sacked and they finished about ninth or whatever it was. They, they, they don't look right, do they? There's something not right there. I mean, it's it's proof that money doesn't buy happiness, isn't it? Really? And uh, well, it probably will eventually. I mean, it will, I'm sure it'll come together for them within within a year or so, and they'll get yeah, they'll get everything they want. And more probably as they usually fucking do, but yeah, I mean it's 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 a massive squad, but a very very poor football inside at the moment, which is weird considering the football that Potter had on display when he was at Brighton. So yeah, what do you reckon about Rav? Have you ever seen a a poorer Chelsea? Because you're a bit a little bit younger than myself and Bonesy. Have you seen a poorer Chelsea team than this? No, I've only I've only really seen Chelsea be like amazing. I always I actually. I think you might have scored me on this about how shit they were before before the Abramovich takeover. But yeah, I've only ever seen them win it with loads of stuff. And they even when they've had a blip like under Conte, like you said, or under Jose, it like there was always like a glimmer of like you could see a hazard playing well or Fabregas or whatever, whoever they had, or Drogba. I don't really see anything. Uh I, I like I thought one of the worst decisions Potter made was to not play Mount because I feel like Mount would have, if he'd started, would have been like he he gets the rivalry and he probably would have played a bit better. And but they, they just didn't really offer anything, did they? I was never really scared they were going to score. And yeah, I think you're right, mate. I think this is probably the poorest Chelsea team I've ever seen, like in my life. Yeah, they created fuck funny. all, and uh, at no point yeah. did did I feel any. Like there was any threat from them, do you know what I mean? Like they were they were even going to score. I mean, Sterling in the first half, he kind of huffed and puffed a bit. Um, but yeah, Romero and 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 Royale, they just dealt with Sterling very very easily. It was very well, yeah. Just, just dealt with him. It was. I mean, I think he, didn't uh, did Romero and Meg Sterling? Yeah. Or was it was it Sterling or was yeah. it? Yeah, I mean that was. I thought it was Sterling. I thought yeah, it was Sterling. I think it was. I think yeah. it was. But yeah, it was that was kind of summed up. Summed up the game really. I mean, R- R- Romero was again. He was just, he just covered every blade of grass. Like he was all over the place. He was up front as well at times when he was getting forward. Uh, Royale, another good performance from him. 
But yeah, I mean, as far as we, we we spoke about the West Ham rivalry last week, and you know, obviously, I think Jay thinks there is a rivalry. I think you guys are kind of kind of half and half with it. Like myself, I don't really think there's a rivalry with West Ham. What about Chelsea? How, how do you how do you feel about Chelsea? Is that more of a rivalry than West Ham? Um, I think yeah, probably I think so because of purely the amount of trophies that they've won and like shoved down our throats over the last 20 odd years. I think it's, it's turned into that because before, I mean, you could argue history wise, we were the better club. And then as soon as the money come in, yeah, they, they couldn't wait to start rubbing it in our noses. Do you know what I mean? So, but yeah, I think there is a rival there and I, I don't know. There just seems to be, I don't know what it is about, Clubs, they absolutely hate us, and I have got no reason. I can't understand why. It ain't even like I we've been I... that good, like for any like prolonged period of time in history. Like we've had a couple of couple of good moments in the sixties, couple in the seventies, couple in the eighties, and that's probably about it, really. Yeah, well, I, I think I think under that in the Poch era, that we they were always sort of the team that were sort of just beating us in. Sort of the League Cup final, and the, obviously they won the league that year. And I mean, even the Champions League thing, we always seem to when they when they won it and we finished fourth, we always seem to lose out to them. And it was just it was only just they'd only just beat us, and it, I think a lot of the squad. I remember Dyer and, and Ali sort of saying, "Yeah, we we kind of have a rivalry with Arsenal, but at the moment it just seems like Chelsea are the team that we we're we're more feisty with." Um, and yeah, I, I've sort of grown up. I guess I've grown up with that, and I just see them as the team that always fucking pull one over on us. And I think we've only won at their ground once in my life, uh, or at least once since I've started properly supporting Spurs. So yeah, there's just this weird like rivalry hoodoo thing that I'm just glad we're beating them. Like yeah, I do. do. I love I, it. I, I, I really don't do remember too it. many times us beating them, other than that time Deli Ali got a brace and Ericsson scored that. Crazy worldy against Willy Bolly. Is it Willy Bolly who was in goal? I think it was, wasn't it? He just kind of stopped <laughs> yeah, yeah. and watched it get the back of the net. But it's, yeah, on, on that one, right? After I got back from the game, I stuck around for a bit afterwards and had a couple of beers with uh, Jay, uh, Tim, and uh, the Silver Fox. Shout out to them, man. Um, and when I got home, right, they had on Sky Sports, they had. It was almost as if it's a well. I'll tell you what they put on, and then and I'll tell you what I think about it. They had Spurs versus Chelsea greatest goals Premier League years, right? And they had that playing on Saturday, sorry Sunday night, and it was just Chelsea thumping goals by Spurs for an hour and a bit. There was the and then it wasn't it wasn't till like the the last kind of like three or four seasons when you know we started get, getting results against them. But it was just a it was just a piss take of a game. It was just like just just every name of player, Makalele, fucking Hasselbank, Good Johnson, just just smashing bangers, Lampard. It was just like, come on, man. Why am I even watching this? But it was just, it was almost as if to say, like, all right, you won. But but, but Sky Sports saying you won, but yeah, actually, let's let's get it right. You know, you actually normally get beaten by these guys every year. And I was just thinking, come on, man, just let's have our little little moment, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, why why have you got to put that on for? Like just show the highlights of the game. Um, yeah. and, and the highlight of the game was probably Skip's goal. I think it's fair to say. Like, mm. I mean, that was yeah. an outrageous strike from 
from Skip, and me and Jay were still on the uh, on the concourse finishing our drinks. So we actually we watched it. We saw it was we was watching it on the screen. We were just finishing our uh, very flat Heineken's, and um, yeah, like it was. It, there was still loads of people on the concourse drinking their finishing their beers and shit, and eating their buttered chicken pies. I think that's what Jay had, and. Um, yeah, like it was, it was still, it was still, it was crap that we missed it. Actually, I understand, but it was actually quite a good buzz in on the concourse as well. Or maybe I'm just trying to make the best of being not seeing it in real time. Like, but yeah, it was good. Like, Rav, what did you, what did you think of uh, Skip's performance and his, and his goal? Uh, I, I thought he played really well. Um, I think it, I think we forget how young he is, and, and we forget. How I mean, his injury was he was supposed to be out for a couple of weeks and then he missed the whole end of last season. And I think up until he got injured, he'd been like one of Conte's best performers. Like, I don't think we'd lost the game with him, Eric Dyer and Ben Davies in the side or some weird stat like that. And yeah, he's he's got his first goal for his boyhood club and you kind of, you've always got to respect that. Like, that's, that's what football is about, really. And um, I think he's good. I think... Um, there is a danger of him becoming a bit of a winks where he just kind of doesn't push on. But if, if Conte's still managing us, which we obviously don't know, I think he can develop him into a really good player. Uh, I kind of, I, I heard on the fighting cock um, this, like this week that like the, the Dutch under 21s were like comparing Skip to like Frankie de Jong and saying how good he was. And he was just tearing them apart. So I've got, I kind of now have like high hopes for him and I hope that, um, yeah, I just hope he lives his, up to his potential, doesn't become another Winks, which he, oh, he's, I think he's better than him, to be honest, like surely. I, I think Skip's got a bit better, and I use this word loosely, pedigree than, than Winks because Skip went out on loan and actually won a league it was the championship. But he's gone there and he's gone to the championship at, at, and I think he was only 20 and he was their best player. Yeah, they still love him. I think he might have even be younger than that, but I'm not sure. I'll, I'll, I'll have to look, look it up. But he was their best player, and he played every week, and they were crowing about him. And I remember, I remember when he when at the beginning of the season, and I remember reading that they were just the commentators were rating him highly. The pundits were talking about him, and every week they were just they were just constantly saying how how he's basically the heartbeat of their team. Which is mad to think when you consider how young he is. Even though it is the championship, like some players, you know, we've had players that have played Premier League a, a lot of Premier League football for us, and then gone to the championship and kind of did okay. Josh Onoma being one of them, you know, he was all right at Fulham in the in the championship, but didn't really kick on. Um, I think they just released him, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, oh, really? Somewhere. I was thinking about yeah, him the other yeah. day, like what happened to him. I know, he, I know, he played for him a bit. And he was doing all right, but I, yeah, I don't think he was doing yeah. any great shakes. Bonesy, you said the other week when we played AC Milan that uh, Oliver Skip has no future at Tottenham Hotspur. Was that the beer talking, or have you changed your mind? I mean, I don't, was he? Is that paraphrasing? Did, I, I, I know I said <laughs> words words to that effect. It was um, it was pretty much quote unquote. Um, but, doesn't have a future of Spurs, but I, I, I still have my doubts about him. Even though he's playing well, when he's look, he looks like he's 
he's getting up to speed with the game and he's finding his fitness, which you, you need to be playing first team football for. I just worry about his mobility on the ball. I think that's something that could catch him out. I don't think he's quick enough on the ball. I was quite impressed by by him uh, against Chelsea, and I've been quite impressed the last two or three games as well. Him him getting around the pitch, winning. Um, you know, he can win it deep. He can win it higher up the pitch. I mean, he got in front of uh, Jao Felix for for his goal, and it was just you know he anticipated. He saw it earlier than Jao Felix did. And, I mean, um, maybe maybe he's he's going to be one of those players where he doesn't need to be as quick because his awareness and his brain is that bit quicker. I just, yeah, I just, I've still got a worry about how mobile and how quick his feet are. But if he's, if he, if he's got the mentality and he's quick minded, then he can drop back that extra five yards or find that little bit more space that will make up for that. But yeah, we shall see. I hope. I hope I'm wrong. I, hope I remember. Wrong. Uh, I remember there was another player that you weren't too sure about Bonesy, and I was kind of, uh, you know, I was I was bigging him up, and you and you didn't see it and you didn't believe it. Do you know? Do you remember that player? Do you, do you remember who that, who that was? Yeah, of course. Of course, <laughs> fucking of course. <laughs> but what, what is it going to take you to believe? Like, I think it was. It was. A, it was. The, it was the game against Chelsea where we beat them five. Was it five two? And on New Year's Day. Yeah. And I, I, watched that. I watched it in the pub with Jay. Yeah, because I was at that, I was at that game as well. I was at that one, and I came back, and I've been banging the Harry Kane drum all season because he'd been smashing goals in in Europa League. And I was like, he's good. He's gonna he's gonna come in. He's gonna dislodge Bayor and Soldado, and he's gonna he's he's a good player. And no one no one was really saying it. I don't know why. I, I don't know. I was I was only seeing what everybody else was seeing. Like I wasn't seeing anything anything different. And I'm def, I definitely don't know enough about football to think that. I could ever be any more than just a, a fat little armchair supporter. But I did call it and not many people were, were calling it. And it was that game when we, when I came back from uh, the, 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 the water lane, I walked into the pub and I said, Bonesy, do you believe now? And what did you say to me, Bonesy? Fuck me, that's got, I ain't got a clue what I said to you. I think you said, no, 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 I'm still not convinced. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, Mr. Kane did, it did take me a while because he was, in his early years, he was never, and, he, and even to this day, he's, he's not the, the easiest on the eye, the way he plays. And back, back when he broke through, it was more a lot of the stuff he did. It looked like luck. It was he, he's not a Berbatov, beautiful looking player, touch control, pivot. He doesn't look graceful on the pitch. But and I think I probably said this to keep doing what he what he was doing. And there was a run in games. It's like that's it can't be luck. That's just the way he plays. And yeah, I mean, I did. I took my hat off to you. I said, yeah, you called it. So have I got a future in in like scouting? Do you reckon scouting for girls? <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know that's what that means. That's the name of a band, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means. Uh, so other than, yeah, maybe. Um, other than other than Skip, there was a few good performances all over the pitch. 
Uh, Rav, anyone else catch your eye? Uh, I thought Romero properly got that this was a North, well, a London derby because he was awesome. I think he was everywhere. He was going through people. Um, he, I thought he was immense. I really thought he was... I think Sky gave man of the match to Skip. And Skip was great. I, I thought Romero was man of the match for me. Like it was, ju- it was close. But I thought Romero, he, our intensity went up because Romero kind of drove the players on, and I think he got the crowd going a little bit as well. Some of the tackles he made, I thought he was great. I thought, yeah, I, I'd say him to be honest. Bungie? Um I, I, I can't really pick the man of the match. I think every player on the pitch. Um, all put a shift in and I think it was a team effort I, I can't really name a player above another I thought they all done well what about Richie what do you think of Richie Bunsy I he's a starter for me I think him and um, him and Davis they they're workhorses and I think when we now we've reverted back to that more defensive-minded setup. I think Richie works better in that than Son. I think Son gets frustrated playing that way, and I don't think Son is as good defensively. I mean, even when even when Son come on, I mean, great great assist to, with the corner, but he's still he's still getting pushed off the ball far too easy for my liking. Um, so I again I. I'd keep Sonny on the bench and have him come off, come on the sub during the it, second half for the moment. It, it did look like in the first half that Richie was coming coming uh, deeper to collect the ball with his back to goal. And it was that, I mean, uh, obviously teams have worked out because they're straight in behind. They were straight in behind Richie as well. The same way Son's been struggling with that first touch turning and then moving the ball along. It's the heavy touch and then muscled off the ball. And, uh, and Richarlison looked like that was happening to him as well. But I think the difference with Richarlison, I think he's got that. He's a bit more feisty, and I think mm. he like. I think he likes that. I think he likes a bit of a bit of the fucking, you know, the the shit and the rougher and the and the and the the battling more yeah. than maybe Son does. I think Son can probably, because I think Son could probably, I think he could throw a strop a, a, a lot quicker than Richarlison. You know, if he, if it isn't going his way, I think Son maybe maybe his head will drop, and. Mm. I'm not not. I don't want to sit and dig Son out. Do you know what I mean? Because he's just he's a he's a legend, but he's struggled this season, uh, and that's been evident. And I think he's looked better when he's come off the bench. In every game he's come off the bench, he's he's affected the game, hasn't he? Um, yeah. So I mean, he ain't going to like it, but I don't think you can argue with with what's going on. I mean, Richie's been getting a bit of heat in on the socials this week because he hasn't scored yet. But what do you reckon, Rad? Do you reckon stick with stick with Richie for now? I think he's got to stay in the team because I think yeah, he's more of a nuisance. So as you said, like um, his like I, I for me, he doesn't look fully fit yet. Still, like I still think he's a bit behind because he's yeah. I think his touch was quite poor, um, but he was still affecting the game in in a positive way. Uh, yeah, so I just think yeah. To be honest, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. I, I want to see more. Brazilian flair like output from from Richarlison um but it's a solid platform to work on but I, I just I just think that left wing position maybe we're asking both of them to drop too deep um and they probably 
both need to be closer to the goal a little bit and let Kane do the, the dictating, maybe. Yeah, I mean, obviously we've got uh, FA Cup uh, tomorrow against Sheffield United. Uh, maybe there's a possibility to tinker a little bit, maybe, but I guess we'll get to that a bit later on. Um, but yeah, I mean, so we didn't get, we didn't decide a man of the match, did we? So who was the actual official man of the match? I think it was Skip. Wasn't it? it was, it was Skip. Yeah, I mean, he decided it. It was, it was a fucking great finish, man. It was such a good goal. It was right down the keeper's throat. Yeah. He couldn't do nothing about it. Um, yeah. So Royale was good as well. Again. Yeah, he's he's, he's on a he's, he's on a good run of form. Like, I mean, he looks well comfortable on the ball as well, doesn't he? Like, he he he, he looks like he can't so be. He just looks like he can't be phased. You know I mean, I don't think I don't think there's a player out there that's gonna that's gonna. I th- you're not gonna see his head drop. I think he's just quite happy just to get stuck in, and you know he's he knows he ain't gonna. I'm, I'm sure he stuck a few decent crosses in as well in this game. Like, I mean, they weren't like whipped in like with pace and any venom, but he was putting them into dangerous areas. So yeah. that was quite good to see. He definitely looks a lot more comfortable when Kulu's playing, and Kulu's looking like he's sl- slowly coming back to you know his best form. Um. What was going on with the ref, man? <laughs> what the fuck was going on with the referee? Like, who is that guy? He's, a, he's. A, I've seen him before. He's a usual ref. I think it's Atwell or something. Um, right, so he but, was having a shocker in that game because he kept stopping it, and then he was giving the ball back when it. You know, we'd, we we had possession when it was when it went off for. A, I think it was a, some of their players went down injured, and he kept going down injured. I think it might have been the the what's his name, the defender, the old the old man, and. Thiago, Thiago. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. And yeah, we had the ball, and we kind of like play. Whatever happened, yeah, he, he decided to give it back to their keeper. That was one of the things he did. And there was just yeah. so much of that going on. And as we were going down to uh, to get a beer just before half time, I was like, "Everybody's having a fucking shock on man. He's just he's just killing the game today. He's not letting it flow. He's stopping. You know, I mean, he's doesn't really know what he's doing. And then the then the red card incident happened, right? And yeah, all right, it was a bit. It was weird because he gave the yellow and then it was a bit like, then Jay's going, no, fuck that, fuck that. He's, he's brought his hands to his face. He's got to go, he's got to go. And I'm like, well, he's giving yellow. Like, I don't know if the VAR are going to go against him now. But then all of a sudden he's sitting there talking to Harry Kane. Like, Harry Kane's gone now, man. That's a red. I mean, I'm not really sure what went down or what, what, what you could hear on, on Sky Sports. But he's brought his red card and he's and he sent him off. And then he's gone to the camera and then decided, actually, no, I ain't sending off. I mean, what, what, what did they say on Sky Sports News? Did they make any more sense of it? See what I read into that. I, I, I didn't think that they gave. Um, what's his name? I don't. I can't remember the fellow's name. Zh. Zh. I don't. I didn't think that they gave him a card. I thought that they'd given Emerson and another Chelsea player. I thought they'd shown yellows for them, and then it looked like the ref was waiting and having a chat with the person in VAR. And the only thing I can make of it is VAR, because if he'd have given him a yellow card, I don't think VAR could have done anything about that. They couldn't have looked at it because the ref would have, was it the ref makes the decision or it would have been harder to overturn. Yeah. So what hmm. I made of that is VAR in his ear hole saying, we think you should give him a, a red card for violent contact, but also at the same time, we're going to ask you to review it because it should be downgraded to a yellow. It looked like politics and trying to put the ref in the best possible light and get controversy away from VAR. 
Um, so he gave the yellow, but you reckon they told him to give a red so that they could rescind it and give a yellow? I don't know whether he gave a yellow. I missed that. I thought he gave Emerson and another Chelsea player a yellow, and there was a bit of a gap in between. And I, what I thought happened was he was being coached through by someone in his earpiece saying, right, we need you to give... We think you should give him a red card for violent conduct, but also, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, we don't think it was a red, but to put VAR and the refs in a good positive light, give him a red and then go and have a look at the um, thing, overturn the decision, and then everyone all round looks good for it. I mean, should it have stayed a red card? For us, if that, if that had been one of our players doing that, that wouldn't have been fucking overturned because he's went to strike out at him like viciously. Mm. It's not he's pushed him away. He's fucking, he's giving one of those, isn't he? Is it? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Oh, he's pushed him in the shoulder and it's gone up and hit him in the face. He still made contact with him in the face. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, it, it, I does think... seem, it does seem weird that the way it all went down. I think I think you might have a, I might be on the side there, Bones, mate. To be fair, it does seem like something, and you know, VAR and refereeing in general has been under a lot of scrutiny in the last few weeks because of some very very strange decision making behind the cameras. Uh, VAR. So yeah, Rev, what, what did you see? Well, well, so I, I heard that the ref. The ref assistant, a fourth official, linesman, or whatever, he he's the one who said he's hit him. We think it's a red card, um, and they've been that, and they're all discussing it for a bit. And then I think, as Luke said, it was it was like, well, he's hit him in the face, but so give him the red. But let's let's just let let's show you looking at it again, and so you can rescind it because we don't think it is a red card. And because it took so long and because it was so messy, it looked terrible. Like, they, they all looked stupid for it. But ultimately, I think I think it was the right call. I, I think it would have been a harsh red. Um, again, I wasn't really worried about Chelsea's attack. So I was just kind of like, it's all right, it's fine. But um, but I, I think uh, the good, uh, Luke made a great point of if it was one of our players, it definitely wouldn't have got overturned like that. I could just see it like if Emerson punched him in the shoulder and it when it hit his face, he'd be off. And I, I just think if you if there's anything to do with the face, isn't it supposed to be ascending off? Like I'm just a bit. I don't know what the actual rules are anymore. So I don't think there is a rule, but I think what, they're they're rewriting it as they go now. I think I think there's a little bit I mean, of just yeah. impro- improvisation going on. I mean, he's petulantly. All right, Emerson. I mean, I think Emerson goes in there, and I think Emerson he does leave a bit on him. Like and barges him, but I think it's. I think Emerson goes in there and does what a lot of players do: tries to get between the player, each player, so to like disperse it. I think he's giving him a little bit as well, and I think he probably does. He deserved the yellow for that. But Ziyech has just got up and fucking petulantly just fucking thrown an arm, and I think it was probably more luck than judgment that he's hit him like in the collarbone. And but at the end of the day, he still struck him in the face. I mean. There was another yeah. incident. Um, I don't know whether you two um, picked up on, but um, what's his name? Silva. He throws an elbow into Romero. Well, he doesn't oh, catch yeah, him. That. He doesn't catch him full in the boat, but the intention's there. 
And again, I think if that's one of our players, the action he makes, he throws an elbow and they just sort of glossed over it. And all the commentators glossed over the Ziyech one. And I swear that little cunt as well, after, I swear he'd give a wink, like, to one of, like, as if to say, oh, I fucking got away with that one. Hey, I, I fully believe that there's a little bit of playing God from these referees and assistant referees and these guys behind the screens and uh, doing the VAR. There must be a little bit of playing, playing God with it. Because why else would, what, what kind of person becomes a referee anyway? Like, you've got to be a fucking like, wanker to be a referee. You? I'm not, like, no disrespect. Like, if anyone's listening is a referee, what, what, is, what is your motivation for getting into that? It's got to be something, it's got to be, it's got to be coming from some kind of psychopathic place, like, because you're just, you know you're on, on for a hiding of nothing because you're never going to be loved. You're never going to be respected. You're always going to get called a cunt every week. And you know, after time, VAR is going to screw you over as well because there, you know, there must be, there must be an element of wanting to wanting to control things and wanting to, you know, I don't want to say play by the rules because I I think it, I think it goes beyond that. I think it's I think it's a control thing. You've got to be a bit of a strange character to want to be a referee in it. Yeah, yeah. I suppose I suppose you're someone who couldn't be a footballer as well, and. Because I don't think I don't even think referees get paid very well, do they? So you sort of there's no money incentive for it. It just must be because you can't because you wanted to be a footballer and being a ref like the next best thing. Because Mike Dean loves I, I don't know if he's I think he's retired from actually refing, but he loves celebrating goals. He was like on the pitch, like uh, <laughs> running around, like dancing stuff. Like I, I think he just liked the the attention and the feeling of being part of a football game. But doesn't he support a like a low? He supports a low league team, doesn't he? Doesn't he support something like League Two or something? Tranmere, I think, or something. Yeah, because he gets down yeah. there, doesn't he? Apparently, and he gets gets right yeah. involved on the terraces. Apparently, yeah, I remember seeing some of that on social media. But I was gonna. I was also gonna say, like, just I know, obviously, you didn't. You what? You were at the game, but Alan Smith is always commentating on our games, and every decision is is a. Uh, I don't think that was a red or, you know, oh, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I don't think Thiago Silva's elbowed him there. I think that would have been soft. And it's, yeah, it's like he's always going to uh, disagree with the thing that benefits us. And it was happening a lot. And I think Martin Tyler was a bit the same as well. And it's just, it's proper annoying that he's, he pretty much, he was commentator on the West Ham game as well. He's always commentating on us. And yeah, I mean, it just drives the narrative, doesn't it? It just drives the narrative. So you had, you had them two as well. Did any of you read the, the the referee VAR watch on Sky? With was it Dermot Gallagher? I didn't see it. No. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't reckon it was a red, and I think I might be misquoting him here, but he said that he loved it when it was rescinded because of the way Emerson threw himself to the floor and rolled around. It was like, well, hold on, right. I've seen a hell of a lot more players get whacked, or not even whacked, get fucking blown over and roll around like they've been fucking shot. He gets fucking a petulant slap on the chest into his face. There's contact there and he goes down. And yeah, it's yeah, it's Emerson's fault for that. It's not Ziek. I've I've heard no one um fucking raking Ziek over the coals for like for petulantly frying an arm out. Do you know what I mean? He's sort of been forgotten about. It wasn't yeah. his fault, and he was justice was served by rescinding it and giving him a yellow. 
Yeah, there's been there's been no talk about Ziyech there. I mean, I, I, I haven't watched any of the the punditry after the game. Um, but just what you pointed out there, like the, the referee enjoyed it when the red card was rescinded, and that that sums it up for me because he probably enjoyed that more than Skip's goal, and that's that's pretty much sums them fuckers up. We're approaching the halfway point now. We're literally just getting up to it. So yeah, we'll we'll put a pin in it there, and then when we come back. In a bit, we will be talking about uh, Stellini and the manager of Mump Stuff, which is quite interesting. Uh, Bennett Call, there's some bad news regarding his surgery. I think it went well, but I think he's going to be out for a while. And um, talk of go-karting under the south stand. So, yeah, we'll be back in a minute. North London is ours. Uh, welcome back to part two of season one, episode 26. It is 26, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just went and got myself a glass of wine. Quite a generous measure of wine, as you can see. Cool white wine. Hey, that's fine. <laughs> you, don't see, uh, you don't see measures <laughs> like that down the Bushel Park Hotel, that's for sure. That's a bottle in a glass. <laughs> well, actually, I, I don't buy it by the bottle anymore. I buy it by the box. Now the bottle isn't enough, so I go and buy a box of wine now. It's but easier ain't... to stack up and all, isn't it? It is, man. It is. It's just so much easier to store, and yeah, you know, there's, there's no like, you know, oops, I've accidentally poured a bit too much. You can see how much is left in the bottle. You can't see how much is left in the box. There's no, there's no way of knowing how much you've drunk. Have I drunk a bottle? Who knows? Uh, anyway, right. What were we saying, Stellini? So this manager of the month thing, like, what? What are we saying about Stellini? Do we want do we even want Conte to come back at this point? Like Bones, what are you, what are you, what's your feelings here? Do you want Conte back or do you want to stick with Stellini while we're winning and playing all right as well? You know, you said we're playing defensively, but we're actually playing well defensively, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, obviously, yeah, I'll, I'd want Conte back. Um but I think I think obviously Conte's had a lot going on this year and I think maybe it has taken a little bit of a toll on him. Do you know what I mean? He's had he's had what two or three deaths and and other other things going on. Obviously, he's got this health concern, so maybe he has been off it. Do you know what I mean? Slightly because it it, it doesn't be natural, wouldn't it? If um, to have all that going on, that your mind wasn't one hundred percent on the job. Now I'm sure. If he was listening to this, which he doesn't, <laughs> he'd go fucking, he'd go fucking loopy at that, and he'd be like, "No, no, it hasn't affected me." Oh, do you know what I mean? Because he's that sort of guy. He wants to give hundred percent all the time. I just think, yeah, I think these have been a. It's got to have been a factor, I imagine. Um, and I think Stellini's doing all, an all right job. I think, yeah, let Conte rest up. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, I'm happy the the way it's going. I wouldn't say I want Stellini over Conte, but it's good to see that when the when the general's in hospital, that he's um he's like a backup can stand in, and the boys are putting in good performances for him. I think it's good because some some clubs they their manager's not there and they fucking fold, don't they? 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's preferable to see him Ryan Mason take over again. Uh, yeah. Rav, before uh, before I come over to you with, with that same question, do you know what the function of the gallbladder is? Yeah, I think it releases digestive juices, but I think you can live without it, I think. Well, he's had his removed, uh, so I'm assuming that you can. Yeah, I don't, but I don't think you need like a replacement thing or anything. I've just Googled it, and it, it stores and concentrates bile, which uh, is passed into the liver, and it doesn't really say what it does. Here. And it helps you digest fats. That's, yeah. So I guess Conte won't be eating avocados anytime soon. Um, Do Italians yeah. eat avocados? I don't want to generalise, but I'm not sure if that's, that's part of the staple of Italian cuisine. Yeah. Uh, olive oil definitely is though. That's is that. no good. So you don't, you can't have that without a gallbladder. But I guess you still can, man. It, is, it says that you can live without one. Fine. So, yeah. <laughs> but I, I've, I, it's, it must be painful to have anything removed out of you. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like similar no to the appendix. I'm assuming, like where you can just have it whopped out, and it's it's not too uh, not too serious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alpha, yeah. Uh, more, more, more of the football kind of side of things. What, what do you think? Do you want to, <laughs> do you want to stick with Stellini for a bit longer until he loses, yeah. and it's like, yeah, get Conte back in. I mean, not necessarily until he loses, but so basically, the way I, I see it is, um, the, like Conte is definitely uh, telling Stellini how to play the players. He's telling him which players to play. He's the same, the tactics are the same, right? Like there's no difference in the tactics. I just think the players look a bit more free, which kind of tells me that they're they're scared of Conte, which I can imagine to be honest. Like if he, because I feel like he's been going slightly crazy in in front of the camera to us, but I feel like he hasn't gone that crazy from the stories I've heard of him at Inter and Chelsea. So I reckon, yeah, he must just fucking hair dryer the, the shit out of them if we're losing and stuff um and yeah because that's the only difference i see really i just see the players feel a bit more relaxed and a bit more willing to try harder i don't know if that's lazy but from me but that's what it looks like but i, I again i still want Conte back man we say it almost every week on this pod look we want him to stay and be backed and i still want that it's just now it's like, are, are the players actually scared of him? That's what I think. Yeah, I, I'm a, I am a flaky motherfucker, man, and I am a very reactionary person, and I'm, I'm very much, I'm very much gonna bang the drum of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So if Zalini's winning games and we ain't conceding goals, don't fuck with it. Like, let Conte have some rest, and then give him all the rest he needs, innit? Like, if he, if he needs rest. If he's like, missing his family, if he's sick of he's sick of staying in the fucking travel lodge on the A10, which is where he where he lives apparently, he don't have a crib over here. And you know his friends have, have, have you know a couple of his close mates have died, you know, uh, and then his gallbladder's fucking about. If he needs a rest, if he needs a time away from football, and we're doing all right without him, then let him have it. Don't rush him back. I don't. Do you not? Do you not see that? I'm. I'm very much of like, yeah. I, I want Conte to stay. That was last week. When we played Leicester, <laughs> and I was like, oh, don't leave us. But now I'm like, actually, have a break. You know, if 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 he needs to have a rest, then he should have a rest. 
because everything's under control, isn't it? And that's kind of what I'm what I'm getting to. Because what will happen is we'll beat Sheffield United tomorrow, right? And he'll be back for the Wolves game at the weekend and we'll fucking lose. And everyone will be like, fuck this cunt. Get Stellini back in, in, in charge. Do you know what I mean? And let, you know, do, do you not see that? Do you not see yeah. that narrative already? Yeah. Uh, uh, it's already like, predetermined in my in my mind. So so what we need is to have Conte away. and So really, we need Stellini to lose a couple before Conte comes back. Exactly. <laughs> if that's what I'm saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> We're not conceding. We're playing. We, we look better. Um, True. You know, we're, we're, we're creating more chances. Um, you know, we're not we're not a high xG team, but we score plenty of goals. So with the, with the chances that we do create, we ask. I think we've scored. I saw a stat earlier. We've scored like something like seven or eight more goals than we did at this point last year. Yeah, and I think we're three points better as well. Yeah, I think we are. I think it might be we've six. Let, I think it might be six I think, points. I think defensively we're. Goals conceded. We're ahead of a lot worse this year, I think. I've read somewhere. All right. I'm just saying. There's reasons <laughs> just, to... Just as the, the seesaw to balance it out. Yeah. I, I, you know, what? You, you, there are going to be caveats on every stat you bring up, innit? Like, and it's a stats mm. game now, isn't it? I mean, it was always... It was always about, you know, the scoreline and performances, but now that it's just... It's stats of expected goals, expected ex- assists expected you know what i mean it's 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 all about them kind of numbers now that's what people in in the and analytical side are looking at um but yeah all i'm saying is it's looking okay at spurs at the moment we're somehow quite sitting quite comfortably in fourth spot now um all right newcastle got a couple of games in hand but you know they're not looking good all of a sudden i think they're uh they're realising now that it's it's not quite as easy as they thought it would be to get into the Champions League. Yeah. Um, and Liverpool's still dropping I points. Had, I didn't know they had Carriers. Like, Larice Carriers played the other day, and I was like, what, what the fuck happened to that guy? Which was quite funny. <laughs> Gareth Bell killed him on live TV. He did. That was, that was yeah, that was pretty a pretty brutal death as well. He finished him like the mountain in Game of Thrones, isn't it? When he took out <laughs> Pedro was Pascal, yeah. like just popped his eyes out. He just just smashed his head open, like, and yeah, um, yeah. So going back to see, look, my screen lock's gone off now. So what the fuck? Um, yeah. So Conte's going to be manager of the month. Do you agree with that? Do you think Stellini should get it? I mean, it's a, it's a very a very weird one anyway. I don't think. It's it's undermining, isn't it, if Salini was manager of the month, isn't it? Don't you think that's going to undermine Conte a little bit? It's Conte that's been nominated. Isn't it? It, it, it is, and that's what I'm saying. I'm oh, saying yeah. it could could and should uh, have Stellini been nominated in his in his absence, and I think probably not. I do understand why he's not been because um, it would undermine the the management, wouldn't it? The whole hierarchy and, and structure of the management uh, Spurs. And Stellini came out and said, he said, look, I'm an assistant manager. Maybe one day, I'll, you know, it's it's a, something I thought about. But here I'm a I'm a coach, I'm an assistant, and I'm good at it, and I'm enjoying myself. So fuck off, basically, with these questions. Like, I'm not going to say what you want me to say. Like, um, but yeah, I rent you right. I rent Conte does come out and just just yes. Shuts a lot of bile that way. Well, it won't be bile because he hasn't got a gold medal. <laughs> <laughs> Can't produce that anymore. No, he has no bile now. Um, 
So yeah, I think it is. I think I think it is. It's just a a massive screen, and they he just he's waiting for him. He's just staring down the the empty changing room, waiting for him to walk in, and then it's just loads of um, Italian expletives just heckled at them until they yeah until they <laughs> hit formation A and come out and smash uh, smash Chelsea up as they did. It was brilliant. Um, I do I do think Conte is the kind of guy that will. Like if he if he if he were to win it, which I, I think we we got a good shout of winning it. Graham Graham Potter certainly not going to win it. Uh, I think he'll dedicate it to Stellini and Mason. I think he'll give it to both of them, and, or at least he'll let them know that it was their work. Like, I, I think I think Conte is that guy that wants Manager of the Month. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I think. I think he 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 looked quite ill in the Leicester game. I remember thinking he actually still looks ill. So yeah, just give him all the time he needs. All the fucking players looked ill at the Leicester game. Fuck me, they all look fucked. Dodgy lasagna. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you'd expect the you'd expect the quality of the Italian cuisine would be a lot better than it was. You know, you can imagine like now in the canteen if they're willing at lasagna. You know, the the, the coaching staff are going to be like, no, nah, we're not eating that. Don't get that get that slop out of it. That that that's some Dolmio box kit that lasagna. We don't we don't have that here. We don't eat that here. And I, I reckon he gets beyond. I reckon he gets beyond the pots and pans, Stellini. And I, I reckon he could. I reckon he could knock knock up a nice bit of pasta. I think he could. I reckon he looks a man. He, he, he looks like, he looks like a like a like a cultured man who knows his way around the uh, the pots and pans. Do you not see that? Do you not feel that from him? Do you not get that buzz? I could see. I, I can see, see him that. in one of them. I can see him one of one of them chefs' hats. Yeah, little penny. Um, <laughs> Bentacore, yeah, Bentacore. There was some noise coming out this week. He's just had his surgery on his ankle, uh, and it went good. There was a photograph of him with, I'm guessing, his family or his mates and stuff in the hospital. But some doctor come out and said because of the recovery time on this in, on this injury and how long the rehabilitation takes for it and how long it, it will be until he can actually start running properly. They're saying it can be nine to 10 months before he's fully training, and then another further six months before he's actually properly back to the fitness levels he would have been at before the injury. So that's, you know, that's 18 months, basically. He's, he could be potentially out until the end of next year. So he could, he's you know, he could miss next season. What do you reckon about that, Bonesy? So theoretically, how long, how long we how long did we sign him for? Theoretically, he could never play for Spurs again. Uh, I don't know what his contract is, Rev. You, you're quick on Google. How long's how long's better kind of contract yeah. for? I'll find out. Um, but I think he's got. But, I yeah. think we signed him, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. We, yeah. we didn't loan him. Yeah. Uh, cool is yeah, I mean, still not... on loan, isn't it? Yeah. Till 2026. Uh, so there's a bit of time on that. I mean, obviously, he's a, he's a big miss because he's a talented player. Um, but I don't know about you, like, when I've been, since he's been out and I've watched games, I think we look a bit more solid at the back, even though it's, it's a bit more no frills because he was like the only one that was sort of doing bits in the middle of the park to, link up the forward play. But I don't know whether, because he'd done that, whether the defensive-minded, uh, the defensive side, whether he just lacked that a little bit. 
But since he's been out, I think we, and it might be, it might be due to a number of things, right? Obviously, Royals having the time of his life at the moment. You've got Ben Davis playing left wing back, which seems to be working, and Richie as well backing him up defensively. I just think we look a bit more solid defensively without Benton Core at the moment than before. It was a bit. If we played slightly on the front foot, we were leaking twos, threes, fours in behind us. Whereas yeah, Benacore ain't been about, and we've been pretty solid. So, and we've looked all right as well going forward. So I don't know. I don't know. So what you think it could be a blessing in disguise, uh, and we could get to see a little bit more from the younger midfielders? Is that what you're saying? Anything? Yeah, I mean. Like, like you you quoted, yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Obviously, he can't play, but it seems to be working at the moment. It's just when that goes a little bit stale, when you're looking for that bit of creativity and that little bit of spark that he can offer, um, that might just be a problem for us going into the back end of the season. But, yeah, I'm not as worried now as I was when he first... Um, as when he first got injured, because I think we've we've had some big games and we've coped we've coped all right. Yeah, I mean, you look at the the midfield kind of hierarchy of like you know who our main mid midfield pair is, and you'd say obviously before the injury, Benacor, Hoybier, but now with the performances of Sar as well, he's impressed when he's come in, and I've I've liked the look of him. I think the only game he got kind of found out was probably against Arsenal. But then it was a kind of culmination of the whole team was pretty pretty shy and see was frozen. Did I freeze you? You guys froze. You froze. You froze. Oh, yeah, Luke was right. Mine. We're all back. We're all back. It doesn't matter. Mm. You know, it, it did. It did just come up on my screen that my internet is unstable. Um, but you're getting an excellent user experience. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, going back. Sorry, I'll go back to what I was saying. Um, so the hierarchy in the midfield is going to change. I think. I think Basuma is probably going to be the one to probably lose out biggest. I think here because this would have been a good opportunity for him to get into that midfield. Yeah. Now Benacor's injured, and you know all of us want to see a little bit more from Basuma because we haven't. Uh, and he's obviously a good player. It's only a matter of time before he establishes himself, I think. But now with Skip and Saar probably going to be getting most of the minutes next to Hoybier between now and the end of the season. And you probably could you could assume that we're probably going to go in and try and sign another midfielder in the summer. It, it doesn't look good for Basuma, does it? Like I don't really see how he's going to kind of come in there and establish uh, uh, you know, uh, himself in, in, in the starting eleven. I think Skip is doing all the right things at the moment. And so, you know, he's, 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 unless he gets loaned out, where, where do you, where do you see Basuma fitting in? Like, cause it's just a bit of a strange one. Cause he hasn't really done anything. He hasn't really shown anything particularly that anything that he, he did at Brighton, but yeah, I mean, it, it could be, it could be the, the end for him really, couldn't it? Before it's even started. Yeah. Cause he's, he's definitely out till the end of the season, isn't it? Like yeah. he's also not play again. Mm. Yeah. This is, this is the worry. Um, I think uh, I'm prepared to give him another preseason because uh, I don't. I think he was like he got COVID during the last preseason, didn't he? Did he? And I think uh, yeah, he, I think he, we signed him and then he literally instantly got COVID and he was ill and he got accused uh, of rape. He did, but he also got found innocent, and that's important when you're a footballer 
to be acquitted of a crime I'm just and saying, not to play through it. I'm just saying you, allegedly. Can only, you can only imagine what it's like to get accused of something like that and having to deal with COVID as well. At the same time, yeah. must be must be tricky. Um, definitely. definitely. Um, yeah, so Benicor's demonstrated his value, isn't he? But, you know, he's going to be out for a long time. Um, and if he does come back, you know, he's he's demonstrated the player, he, what he can offer us, but we're assuming we're hasn't. So that's kind of where I was, where I was going along with mm. that one. I mean, on, on that note, I, yeah, assume it's out till the end of the year, but he's going to be, I think out of all the all our midfielders, I mean, he's still relatively young, Basuma, and he was playing, when he was playing for Brighton, he was playing in a a very free-flowing, attacking football sense, weren't he, under par? So he felt comfortable. Um, so we've got Basuma, Benacor's out. We all know what he can do. We all know, we all know what Hoiberg can do. He's used, to, he's used to rolling up his sleeves from his time with Mourinho. Um, I think Skip, is, he's got that experience of playing in a lower league, being the main man and taking that responsibility on his shoulders when he was at Norwich um, and where he's been with the club for so long. Um, he obviously, they obviously see some like something good in him. I think Saar, Saar will go on to be a really, really good player. And he, Saar plays with a sort of freedom, like he doesn't look like he's shackled, even when Conte's put him in. That may, that may be the reason why Conte's sort of not put him in because he doesn't listen exactly to what Conte's saying. And he probably thinks he's a bit too young to have that influence on the game. Whereas I think with Basuma, it might be a blessing in disguise that he's got injured because then there's no expectation of him to come into the side and perform because Bentacor's out. It will give him an extra six months till the start of next year of being around the club, growing into the club, seeing Conte every day, but not feeling that pressure of, right, you've got to perform. So I think I think it might actually do him good just being around the club, but not having that responsibility of, right, you're in, all eyes are on you now. What are you going to do for me? Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I think, it's a shame that he hasn't been, get, been getting minutes the last couple of games, Sar, because I think he's done, done quite well against AC Milan. He's not really featured since then. Um, and that might be the case. He's got to kind of wait wait for opportunities like hopefully tomorrow he might get a look in. Um, but yeah, I mean, Skip, Skip's doing really well. Well impressed with him against Chelsea. Uh, and to score a goal like that, as we've, as we've said, it was was pretty special and probably, you know, he's got him off the mark now, isn't it? So he, he might crack on now. You might, we might be seeing something, we might see another level level from him. He said in his uh, post-game interview that he feels like he's been struggling to get to the levels that he's previously shown because of, he had, you know, he had that really bad injury, didn't he, Skip? Uh, it was like groin in, a groin injury, wasn't it? Something like that. But I mean, the, sta- oh, yeah. the stadium was rocking after that. I mean, when Harry Kane's goal went in, um, yeah, I mean, everyone wanted to sing it. Everyone couldn't wait to sing it. And it was Chelsea get battered 
everywhere they go. Like, and the whole stadium was singing it. And as, and as soon as Harry Kane's goal went in, they all started fucking off. Like they were out of there. There was a handful of them just stuck around, but it was it was beautiful. The whole stadium was just fucking pointing at them and shouting it. It was just it was really it's one of the best moments I've had in in the new stadium. And it's one of my best recent memories of going to watch Spurs. Like the whole stadium just singing that in unison. And it, we don't often get one over on them. And to just because they're so shit at the moment. Like when, when have you ever heard anyone be able to sing what Chelsea get battered everywhere they go and it actually be the case? You're not just seeing it because it's funny to sing it. Yeah. It's actually the case. They're getting whacked up every week. Like I think there's a stat. I think I, uh, I, think I actually screenshot it because it might crack me up. So in 2023 so far, they've played 11 games. They've won once. They've scored four goals and they've conceded 14. And that is this year so far in 23. Fucking hell. That's relegation form though. Yeah, yeah. they could get trapped into it. <laughs> they're not they're not like they're not that far away. Like I think they're on thirty one points. Like they could easily it could happen. Imagine if they got relegated. Mate, like we the table's fucked this season, like it's weird, it's deceiving. Like, I was looking at it, I was looking at it, I was thinking, how far behind are we like in the table in Because we've kind of crept back into the into the like top four again. So how far are we behind? You know, everyone's crying about United. Obviously, City is City and Arsenal, you know, they're they're doing what they're doing. And I was thinking to myself, like we've lost quite a lot of games this season. And if we would have won just two of them games that we've lost. We'd be in the title race. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking yeah. madness. Oh, no. I'm not saying that we are in the title race. I'm not saying we're going to play ourselves into it again. But I'm pretty sure we were further away that season. Everyone said we, you know, we come third in a two-horse race against uh, with, with Leicester, which was a load of nonsense, as we know. But again, the, the one with Chelsea when they won the league and we finished second. We were further behind at, at this point in the season in them seasons and we played we run we put football, like like 10 15 match kind of runs together where we picked up you know almost maximum points and that's how we played ourselves into those positions again i'm not saying that we're not tyrus we're not we, and, we, and we won't be but you know we could finish really strongly if we hit a good bit of form and being in two cup competitions as well do you know what i mean who knows what can happen we've, we've we've discussed it you know quite a few times but you know i just want to point out again um just just moving on because time is of the essence. And there are a few more things I want to cover before we uh wrap up. What do you make of all this uh talk of the electric carting circuit they're gonna be putting under the South Stand at, at Spurs? What 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 is this, man? Like Rev, man, you you've you've thrown a few things onto our WhatsApp group, man. What the fuck is going on here, man? I, I, I don't get it. No the thing is I I I don't think most people would care about it if we have hadn't been so weird as a club for the last four years, and it's kind of being used as a stick to beat Levy with, where, where it's like, well, you got the F one deal, but where's our trophy sort of thing? But if we were winning, if we were winning comfortably and looking good, I don't think it'd matter. But Levy had an interview recently where he was like, "I'm really excited about what the future holds," and it just it just seems like he's not really interested or doesn't think he's doing too badly on the football team side of things. And I just, I just, I just kind of think like, is he just trying to create like a day out? Like, is it, is it just a day out like tourist attraction? Like who's like, who's going go-karting before we play like West Ham at home? Do you know what I mean? 
But this has oh, come out of the blue, is... isn't it? This has come out of the blue. Like I've, no, I've not heard any yeah. mutterings of this. I don't know if you, Bungie, have you heard anything no. about this before? I haven't heard anything about about go karting at F1 go karting at the stadium underneath the stadium. No, so, I, don't, well, I know they. I know they've got a massive car park underneath, haven't they? So I was thinking, like, oh, they're going to have a retractable fucking go karting pitch or something like. But it's not. It's actually going to be underneath underground. Um, but it just, it just, it is. It's that thing. Well, who's paying for this? Is it, are Spurs paying for it? At least, you know, is Enoch paying for it, or is Formula One financing it? Like, what, what, what? It seems I, like you've got money think, for certain things, but not money for other things. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a bit of a. Well, well, just to just to add on that, the money for certain things. Do you know that? Um, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that the retractable retractable pitch, they're upgrading that. So they could roll it in and out quicker. So I think we we said years ago that Levy's dream <laughs> was to have NFL and Premier League or to have two events on the same day, like or over the same weekend. And I think that is that is his dream. It's it's cash money. I think that's what he wants. It makes you wonder what else he's got up his sleeve, isn't it? Like he's got Beyonce <laughs> going down there. You know, he's got that fucking. Dare, what's it called? The Dare Skywalk, or whatever it's called. Yeah. I've, I've not done that yet. Um, maybe I will. My yeah. brother's done it. He said it was really good, to be fair. Like, so I won't shit on it. Um, and that thing I think... posted earlier said it's like the best fucking outdoor experience in London or something, isn't it? Or the highest grossing. Something or... like that. Yeah. Well, I don't know how true the it makes it makes three hundred. It's made three hundred million. I don't think that's true, but um, it. So that apparently the the, the Dare to Skywalk has made has brought three hundred million to the club through through people going into it, which nonsense. is nonsense. Yeah, that's bollocks. But apparently is the, is the number one attraction in London. Apparently, that's projected. That's, that's Levy's projected earnings over ten years, but he's saying all them big figures right now. Oh no, yeah. sorry, yeah, I, I read that wrong. It's uh, it's provided. An estimated 300 mil year boost to the local economy. Uh, so I don't, I don't know what that means in terms of. There's a lot of there's a lot of people hitting Chip King before the before <laughs> yeah. and after they do their bungee jumps and abseiling. They're just going in Chip King and spending a whole load of money. Like I mean, yeah. that's crazy. I mean, I don't know how you could even. Well, maybe, you know, well, we're not economists. I know you're you're a bit of an economist, aren't you, Rev? I've got an economics degree, but. Uh... Yeah, it's it, 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 no one cares about any of this stuff if we're winning games. I think I just think if we if we're looking good and winning trophies, I think we, we'd welcome this, wouldn't we? Like money coming into the club. I think I read somewhere that this is why we haven't got a naming rights deal because Levy has loads of these things lined up. So F one's just the start, and he's going to have loads of other shit coming in. And hey, then Rev, is there smoke coming in your room? Yeah, I was just going to. Yeah. I just noticed that. Humidifier. <laughs> Oh, was it? Because all, all, yeah. all it was, right, I could see Bonesy vaping, right? And I could yeah. see vape, and I think that Rev doesn't vape. And I'm seeing vaping, I'm thinking, how's Bonesy blowing smoke into Rev's picture frame? Like, I'm not, yeah, that blew my mind. Sorry, sorry for cutting in there. Sorry for cutting in. It was just blowing my mind. I thought, I was hoping it wasn't a fire or something. No, nah. nah, it turns on, it turns on on a clock. I don't know, I have it on for nine. Um, but yeah, I thought what I was saying. Yeah, I think the, the naming rights stuff, um, 
we, we're holding out for more money from that as well because we're I- introducing all this shit. So, yeah, I think it, we, we'd only see it as good, but it's just because we don't buy players and we haggle over Pedro Porro that it's a problem, I think, to be honest. I don't know what you guys think. I, I, I agree. I, it's, 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 it pisses a lot of people off. You know, people want a football yeah. stadium, right? But the game has yeah. changed and moved on dramatically in the last, you know, 20-odd years since the Premier League uh, started. And and if you want to stay in there, then you need, you need to be moving with the times. And Simon Jordan came out last week, and I know I bang on about him every week, but I do, I do like a lot of the things that he says, even though he is a bit of a fucking know-it-all. He was saying that he knows people at the hierarchy at Spurs, and they don't like change, and they want to do things the way they're doing it because it's working, their model's working. But I disagree. Like what everything I see at Spurs is that they're 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 ahead of, of of everyone else. I mean, not in a footballing sense, but definitely as what they're trying to do with the club and with the with the facilities they've got. And you always hear Neville saying, oh, you know, Spurs, you know, are light years ahead of United in terms of their infrastructure and what they're doing outside off off of the pitch. It's just the the football inside of things that they need to get right. And then once they've done that, they're going to be they're going to be there for a while and they're going to be up there. But, yeah, I mean, people want to people with season tickets and people who go to the games regularly, they want to they want a football stadium. They don't want a go karting ring. They don't want Beyonce shaking her shit on stage. Although, you know, I, I wouldn't be against seeing that. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, yeah. it's it's people. I know I've got a fair few season ticket holder friends, and I know that they don't give a fuck about the brand of Tottenham Hotspur. They're not interested in that. It it, it, it starts at the shirt and it ends with the shirt with with them guys, man. And they don't give a shit about all the gigs and the fucking, all the, all the fads and all this bollocks. I mean, they don't, they don't give a shit and I make them right. You know I mean? They're the ones paying their money every year. Most expensive season tickets in, in, in the league. Exactly. I think maybe even Europe, if I'm not mistaken, hmm. um, which is fucking bizarre considering, you know, actually we haven't won anything for 15 odd years. Um, got to move things on because we are, the time is ticking and we've got two games to preview. Um, we'll talk about Sheffield United, I think. Maybe we'll touch on Wolves, but Sheffield United tomorrow in the FA Cup. Um, that's a way. What are we thinking in terms of lineup, Bonesy? What, what do you reckon? What are we going to go with? I'd, I'd play the same team as against Chelsea, don't change a winning team, and I really want to win the FA Cup this year. You don't think we're at risk of potentially, you know, we can't lose another midfielder? Wouldn't you just like, to, would you maybe put Sarah into the skip? Um, no, I think I'd, I think I'd keep it the same. I think I'd keep it the same. How about you, Rav? I know you've got feelings on this one with uh, Richie. So what, yeah. what do you think? Um, well, I mean, first of all, just I saw Stellini bigging up Devine. So I feel like Devine might play a part. He was saying like he's training with the first team and stuff. Whether it was start or not, I don't know. But I think... I, I think I don't want Kane to burn out and obviously Kane will want to play every game. And I just think we bought Richarlison to rotate Kane. So I wouldn't mind sticking Son in and playing Richie up top just to see Richie in his preferred position. Maybe he can get a goal, get some confidence. Son can play, maybe also get some confidence. And Kane doesn't have to play the whole game. 
and we can bring him on if we're suffering or if we're losing. Uh, yeah, I just think what what was the point of buying Richarlison? He, I, I didn't think he was a son sort of replacement. I thought he was a striker replacement, so we could rotate him or play him with Kane. And yeah, I just want to, I just want him to, I want to see him up front. I want to see for Brazil, he was awesome. Like that goal he scored was amazing. And I just think I want to know what you guys think because I just think, yeah, Kane's not going to get a rest in any other big game we play this season. So I, I, I want to see him just have a break. So I don't, don't want him to get burnt out or injured. Basically, I'd like Me. to see. I'd like to see uh, Richie start. To be fair, um, maybe Kane get a rest. That might be a good thing. Um, but I'd also like to see Dan Juma get a start as well. You know, yeah, he's only had yeah, one appearance well. and he scored. And he look, he looks. You know, he looks. He looks half decent player. You know, I don't. I don't like to see these players not getting minutes. Like, because I just, I just think it's not good for morale. It's not good in the changing rooms when they've just been brought in from playing every week, and then they get they get stuck on the bench and they don't get a look in. Like Pedro Porro, it'd be good to see him get a start as well. Yeah, I mean, I know yeah. he was going to say something, Luke. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, that this whole season, when uh, even like the start start of the season the football weren't great but we were picking up results I think this recent run of games especially by obviously the Leicester the rest of the game weren't great but beating City beating um, West Ham beating Chelsea these last couple of games that we've had I think we've looked the most consistent in a style and a way we play and I think the only way you can sort of breed confidence into that side is by sticking with it, risking, not, not risking burning the players out, but they look like they're comfortable. They look like they know what they're doing in that system with that team. So I'd keep it the same. And then once we've got a few more games under our belt and it's working, then look to maybe bring Kane off if we've got a game one with 20 minutes left. I, I think we, I don't think we've had a consistent run of form this season where we can be able to chop and change. No, no, I'll make you right. Um, I, it's, a, it's a hard one. And you know what? If, if we ring the changes and we lose, then, you know what I mean? Then everyone's going to have the ump, aren't they? And everyone's going to mm. be saying, like, get, get, still in the out, get Conte back in, as we were saying earlier. Um, yeah, it's it's a difficult one. I think at this at this stage in the FA Cup, you might be right. We might need to keep it, keep things similar. Um, you know, if it was a Champions League game, I couldn't see I couldn't see us changing things too much. Um, I I would like to see some some different players start tomorrow. Uh, I mean, it it's just that I I think there's players there that need minutes. It is an important game. I get what you're saying, Bones. Maybe start the same team, but you know, depending on how the game's going, with you know, in, in sixty minutes, bring some, bring some uh, different players on. I don't know. So it's kind of it's where, where are you? Where are you, Rav? Are you are you like just you want to see some players get get some minutes, or is it just more about Richie getting a start up front? Yeah, I I, I do agree with Luke. I want to keep it at the same as possible, but I just think. Yeah, we, 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 I don't want to burn Kane out later, basically, and he's going to play every minute of every other game. I kind of, I kind of, yeah, I want to see Dan Juma and Porro now that you mentioned them. Uh, I do want to see them 
I just want to see what they're about because I don't know. But is this the game to risk it? I maybe would play Dan Juma, but I wouldn't play Poro yet because I don't know if Poro is good defensively. So I'd keep the back, the back solid and the midfield the same. And yeah, Richie and Dan Juma just to see what Dan Juma is about. And I want to see Richie at striker. But otherwise, yeah, keep it the same because we want to win, right? And I think Sheffield United, are, I think they're second in the championship. I think they're doing quite well. I think they're going to come up next year or they're like, they qu- they get, they've got quite high odds too. So, yeah. They we are sitting take... quite comfortably in second place, wherever you're right. They're uh, on 64 points with a game in hand on Burnley are on 76. So, they could close the gap to, at the top with Burnley. Yeah, down to 10 yeah. points if they win their game in hand. So, yeah, they're doing all right. And they're quite a way ahead of Borough as well in third place. So, yeah, I mean, they're not going to be easy. They're going to they're going to be up for it at home. They're going to they're gonna feel like they can win. So, yeah, it might not be a bad shot to start, a, a, you know, a stronger 11 that we probably would have normally. Because, yeah. I mean, my, my again, my thinking about it, it's, it's a confidence thing because I don't think... The way we're with last few games that we've we've done this and chatted about, um, that I don't feel I feel like this has probably been I wouldn't say the the most enthusiastic <laughs> I've been all season, but I think they, we're seeing now something to build on, which will probably get shot out of the park, shot shot down in flames tomorrow night, but. You start with a team that's winning because then that way, if say if he was to make a whole load of changes, um, try Richie up front and Dan Juma and Saar and stuff like that, and we play poorly, that then players their confidence is going to be shot because it's like it's and you know what it's like when you when you when you get a team in the cup game. And he makes massive changes for players that ain't playing. Most most times, more often than not, the, the, we look dog shit. I mean, I think against when we play Preston, I think that we played well and we done all right. But I just think start with the same eleven, and then once if well once if we're playing well and we're winning the game, then bring those players on. They're, they're coming into a team that's winning the game, playing with confidence. I don't think I don't think there's anything worse for a player who isn't getting minutes to come into a game and the football be shit and be negative and to be playing without confidence because I think it just compounds the issue. I think that's yeah, my they, thinking. No, no, there's there's absolute logic there, you know. And uh, Harry Redknapp famously did that with Gareth Bale them years ago when he when you know he was on that weird run of. 20 odd 30 odd games without a, a victory um and the rest is history you know we, we all know what happened to gareth bale after that uh so yeah like you know you're right i think confidence is a thing and players who are not playing yeah you don't wanna, you don't want to damage them any more than they m- maybe i'm not saying they're damaged but you, you don't want to you don't want to fuck their confidence yeah. up too much so yeah yeah you're probably right you're probably right maybe it's worth getting the game getting a couple of goals to the good and then bringing them introducing them in the last you know 25 minutes or so and that that yeah that might be the case i just i just yeah i just think it's a shame to bring players in and then not get a look in in kind of cup games against lower league opposition 
Um, that's just me. That's the championship manager in me. I just love throwing players straight in. Learn to swim, oh. you cunt. Learn to swim now. Yeah, I, I do the same thing. Um, the thing is, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what Dan Juma is about. Uh, I, I don't know, like Lucas, is he any good to? Is he fit enough to play? Like maybe Luke's right, just play, just stick with the team and bring him on because at least then we can comfortably have our best chance of winning the game, and then hopefully we can just rest the players afterwards because. Yeah, I don't really know who's really fit in our squad. Like, is is Lucas probably isn't fit? Yeah, I've, and Poro is he Premier League ready or England English football ready? Can he handle a cold night in Sheffield? He got a run out against Chelsea the other the other day, and he looked all right. To be fair, when he come on, he was uh, making quite quite progressive runs. He was pushing up. He was trying to press. Um, yeah, yeah, I like the look of him. Um, again, he's he's an option for attack. I think he's an option in the front three as well. Poro as as, as yeah. As well as playing as a wing back, I don't think he's a. I don't think he's a, a defender, is he? Um, no. So uh, just, just we've got to kind of wrap it up now. I did want to talk about Wolves, but I suppose that's at the weekend. Um, what was that? There's things flying around in there. Um, what's your score prediction, Bones, for Sheffield United tomorrow? What, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm going to say. I think we'll win. I reckon it'd be two-one. Close, close one. Rev, what are you thinking for tomorrow? Yeah, 2 0 to us. I think. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go 3 0. Fair. I've said that you... last three games. I think I fucking I think I, I always go high in it. I, I just yeah. Sooner or later it's gotta come up, innit? I'm gonna get it right in it. Uh you've been close. You've been close. Have I? What did I say for Chelsea? Do you remember what I said? Did you say three three nil? I think I said 3 0, yeah. I think 3 0 is just, yeah, just say 3 0. It's my go to. Oh, it's a default. Yeah. Maybe we should start putting some money on these on these predictions, innit? And then see at the end of the season who's won the most money, innit? Do, um, a, do a Loro, a Loro pot. We'll, we'll tally up all our predictions and see which ones come out on top. We'll like, oh, we've won every game. game. <laughs> we've won every game. That's what, that's what happened to Loro, innit? <laughs> Liverpool won yeah. the league five years in a row. I think they only dropped like one point a season or something like that as well. Yeah. Well, I won't, I won't go into Wolves too much because I think it's fair to say that we probably want to see the same lineup against Chelsea yeah. played against Wolves. Um, Definitely. So okay, yeah. I think I think that's fair to say we don't really need to pull that one apart too much. What about score predictions for Wolves? Quickly, what do we reckon? When is it? Is it Saturday Sun- or Sunday? Sunday, isn't it? Not check. I don't know, actually. I think it might be Sunday. Saturday, three o'clock. Saturday, yeah, right. I think that might be... We'll give him my... If he go. If he's thinking of team selection the way I'm thinking for Sheffield United, I think Sunday could be a bit more of a struggle. So I'll say 2-1 again to us. Okay. Rev? Um, on Saturday, sorry. Yeah, I don't know what Wolves are like. I don't know what the new manager's like, but yeah, I reckon 2-1 to us. I think 2-1. 3-0. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't actually. I, I, I've got a bad feeling that we're not gonna. We're not gonna get much from that game. 
Bonte will be back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bit of that. Um, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to say we're going to lose it, but I, I just don't. I, I think it's not going to be a straightforward one that one. But yeah, you know, who knows? Who fucking knows? We're we're playing well. We're not conceding. You know, if we get another good result tomorrow, that's another one in the bank, and on the, and the momentum builds, doesn't it? It picks up. But um, yeah, yeah, I think we'll wrap that one there, won't we? I think that's uh, that's pretty much all the things that we need to talk about this week in the world of Spurs. Um, yeah, cheers for listening, people. You know, tuning in. I don't know if you are what platforms you're listening on, but if you are on social media, you can check us out on Twitter. At Coins in the Hood, eight eighty six. Is that right, Rev? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we're on Insta, and we're also on Facebook. So just come and show us some love, and just follow, and you can get up to date with all the fucking podcast stuff as well. Um, and hit the subscribe on whatever platform you're on, it? and give us a review and a rating, and um, yeah, because that helps out. Because we don't do any kind of sponsorships, we don't have any advertisements, we don't do. Um, patron, there's no money coming our way, so just give <laughs> us a nice review and say some nice things because that is that is as valuable as as any of those you know lucrative kind of things that hopefully one day you know we might we might get you know <laughs> if we give it something, don't do it for free, innit? But I'm not saying we're good, but if you're listening, then you know there must be something in it for you. Um, Especially yeah. if you listen this far. The end. Yeah, yeah. You must enjoy it. Maybe, maybe we should introduce a secret track at the end. You know, I mean, you have like twenty minutes of just dead air, and then there's a secret little thing at the end. Bonus track. <laughs> oh, mate, showing your age there, Bonesy. Fucking yeah. <laughs> hell. Yeah, I was, was got. What, what do you mean? I'm a bit lost there. Yeah, Rose, like, what are you talking about, man? What's that? <laughs> Um, iTunes. Yeah, I mean, they still have secret tracks, don't they? They must have secret tracks on iTunes and uh, the the streaming platforms. Alas, this is a rabbit hole, and I don't care to venture into it. Um, Guys, cheers for coming (laughs) on the pod again. (laughs) Cheers for hosting. Yeah, no, it's all good, man. It's all good. Uh, Yeah, I'll get this one out tomorrow, and then, yeah, we'll... um, I don't know what your plans are for the game, but maybe we'll watch it somewhere and, yeah, not at the White Hart Lane Stadium. (laughs) screening that he's doing there Levy uh, yeah. yeah but yeah cheers guys and uh, yeah I'll, I'll catch up with you tomorrow come on you Spurs fucking A <laughs> <laughs>